Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I see on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Justin Love on the show today. He's a singer-songwriter, born and raised in Waco, Texas. Look for his song, I Wanna, also co-written with Troy Castellano to be featured in TNT's original Claws series finale, which will air later this year. And we're excited to talk to him about that and yes. so much more. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Chris and Sandy. It's great to uh, great to be here. You know, it's amazing that it's Chris and Sandy because I just think CS. I can remember that CS Lewis. Chris and <laughs> <laughs> that Sandy. makes it easy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep, so our, our thing is almost CSS, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. <laughs> no, thank so, y'all for having me. It's great to be it's here. It's definitely our pleasure. Yes. So as you know, this past 18 months has been tough on a lot of people, especially entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I always want to talk about that first, um, to get different perspectives. Um, so how has COVID affected what you do? And what have you done this past 18 months and maneuvered through it? Well, so believe it or not, you know, during COVID and that whole quarantine pandemic chaos, I had uh, I have I've had a day job for a while in water mm. testing for the environment, so oh, wow. I was able to keep my job. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of my friends that had to leave music. Obviously, I will never forget it. Me and my friend Fallon Schultz were playing a writers round in Midtown, or in Middle Tennessee, a place called mm -hmm. Four Four Bar and Grill, and there was only like two people there. And there were like maybe 40 people watching online on Facebook. All of a sudden, they got the call that they had to shut down. It was in the middle of our set. And we we're like, oh, wow. my gosh. So, you know, it was it was a surreal moment because I'm not a boxed-in soul. I'm an outgoing son of a gun. I'm an extrovert <laughs> on top of extrovert. And so being stuck in my room, having to look at a screen, talking to people via the digital it's it, it was it was something I just had to make myself appreciate. Yeah. But man, do I, did I miss the interaction? You know, I'm I'm all about that that energy feeding off of each other. Yeah. In, yeah. In in the presence of them. Yeah. Because really you can get some energy through like what we do, but it's not the same. It's not the same. We get it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I get an energy that y'all think I'm real, which is nice. So once we <laughs> turn the camera off, I'll cut. I'll make sure I take my facade off. Not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's like, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID mm -hmm. and our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year to build the foundation. We thought that'd be a great goal. And then COVID happens and I'm watching things get shut down. And I told Sandy, well, you know, we can't change COVID, but we sure can step it up because it looks like um, this could be our silver lining. All the people that didn't have time may now have time for yeah. our show. And yep. because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year, and we're over 450 now. It's amazing what you do when you just take that little leap of faith. Pretty yeah, awesome, man. Yes. Congratulations. That's quite yeah, the faith quite of stepping out on the show. We'd never done radio, <laughs> never done anything. It was just, it was a God thing. We just felt like, you know what? We're supposed to do this. Let's just do it. We launched. And then here we are, 450 interviews later, and we're sitting here like, wow, what happened? Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing I do appreciate always is the fact mm. that, you know, no matter how crazy and chaos it is, you know, around us, yeah. there's 
peace yeah. that passes our understanding that surrounds us, you know. And you only get that whenever you trust the man upstairs is in exactly. control. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll take care of you. But, you know, the thing that you did is you stepped. You have to take a step to get somewhere in life or else you won't ever know. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, when you look at all the miracles in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, every miracle was preceded by some form of obedience. You yeah. move and God blesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get nowhere in life with your feet to the floor in fear, you know. Right. And uh, I moved out. I mean, I moved out here over eight years ago on 650 bucks, a truck and a trailer. Not knowing wow. anybody in town in face. This is the most amazing thing, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, I had talked to someone over a phone call a couple of times and he was willing to let me come live with him and his family. Mm-hmm. Oh, to this wow. day, it's still where I live because <laughs> now they've yeah. made me their family. And, oh, that's amazing. Yes, yes. And it, it was a God thing. You know, I'm yeah. all about I'm all about that stuff, that gum. Y'all pardon Pardon me, I say daggum a lot when I get excited. Oh, no problem, <laughs> country thing. Yeah. I mean, we we have all different personalities, all mm-hmm. different types of guests on our show. You know, it almost doesn't really matter what come comes out of people's mouth sometimes because we're like, you know, we we have you know we have it all. Our show is America. Love yeah, it. yeah, I love that's it. How, that's how we want to feel anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you? Okay. So, well, when it clicked, it could be a career for me was whenever I decided I want to go to college for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it had been my passion since I was 13. I first heard a song by Chris Tomlin called Holy is the Lord. And mind you, the way I was raised, the environment that I was raised in, my parents were youth pastors. And I could only listen to Christian-driven music for the longest yeah. time, yeah. you know. So finally one day, you know, my dad decided he was going to, you know, come home and tell us, only God can convict you of what you say, do, choose to listen to, and who you hang with. Just make sure you heed his voice and feel the need. So whenever he gave me the go, I went into Stevie Ray Vaughan, Black Sabbath, Depp Leopard, oh, wow. and Halo, oh, wow. all the classic rock that I could get because oh, I yeah. loved the drive. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and, um, so but whenever I got into college, it was really when it started hitting me because, you know, I had already a pretty good bit of like, I would say, perfect pitch, you know, Mm -hmm. um, a blessing and a curse, more (laughs) blessing than a curse, because, you know, you go to some places and you obviously yourself, that doesn't mean everything you hit is going to be perfect. But no, you know, when it's off, it's like, oh, I need to do that again. You know, and uh, and so. Whenever I was in college, I was asking my professors when I was getting ready to graduate. Yeah, you went mute. Oh, is y'all still there? There it is. We're okay. here. Okay. We hear you okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you see me on the screen? Because y'all, yeah. y'all yeah, went, we do. Y'all went. Y'all went bye bye. So hopefully y'all are still there. Okay. Yeah, we're here. Well, anyway. We're here. Okay. Um, regardless, what happened is my professors was asking me. So what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I was like, man. I said, I, I would like to go and, you know, do a, a four-year program, you know, because I only did a two-year program at uh, community college for commercial yeah. music performance, mm-hmm. which taught me how to commercially think, viable mm. thoughts, mm-hmm. melodies, ideas, and just expanded what I had already started to learn um, whenever I was a kid. And so uh, my professor's like, you don't need to do that. And I said, well, what I he said, you need to move to Nashville and network your butt off because you ain't wow. scared. Mm. Heck yeah, I ain't so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I just released a Christian rock um, uh, album at the time. Uh, my my Christian niche was just in love with Jesus. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I moved up here afterward, and you know, I haven't had to look back. You know, wow. God's God's prepared the way because I I continue to move. And you know, something I think is a misconception out there with people. You know, a lot of times. One of the hardest things that I've, you know, with people is when they go full-fledged Christian music, it's close to impossible to come out of that. Because once you do country, then, then the Christian community wants to shun you. I've seen that happen over and over. But I've told people, if you're going to do Christian music and you can lean country, go country and just add Christian music to it. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I had first moved here and was doing Christian music and I never had a more amazing eye-opening experience. I had a phone call from uh, Billy Smiley, who was with the group Whiteheart, Christian mm -hmm. classic rock group. And uh, he simply just told me, he says, I just want to give you some words of wisdom. He said, don't be so quick to sign anything with the word Christian on it. He uh, said, yeah. the same token, don't be so quick to sign anything with a major label or even yeah. just a generic, you know, yeah. uh, genre on it. And I was like, why? He said, because people will take you if you let them. And I was like, okay. So I had drilled it in my brain. I don't, I don't read the Bible because I don't, I don't pick up anything via textbook. I'm a hands-on learner or my ears have to hear it. Yeah. So I have an amazing yeah. audio Bible called Bible.is oh. and I would, mm -hmm. I would put Proverbs on repeat at night, so letting my spirit man soak up all the stuff like a sponge while oh, I was yeah. sleeping. And, you know, I never thought that I would use that in moments whenever I would almost get stuck into like, you know, you could do this record deal. We could get you this, this, this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like, there's a check in my heart. You know, not everything yeah. that comes at you is a door of opportunity <laughs> to walk through. <laughs> and so... uh so needs to say, I thanked that conversation. I thanked Billy for that conversation, and I wrote my first country song. Now, mind you, it took <laughs> it took getting involved with a sugar baby to come out. But needs to say, <laughs> I didn't know what a sugar baby was, so it didn't care. It didn't matter. Man. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So as you know, a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about this because I think it's kind of glossed over in the industry where people feel like, oh, I got a talent, I can make it. We both know that that's almost not true. That it takes a lot more than talent. It takes a lot of work ethic. It takes some luck in there too, and go, mm -hmm. and throw God in there too. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. knowing that, let's talk about that side of it a little bit. Yeah, no, I I'm a firm believer that you know hard work does pay off. You know, and now I have some friends of mine that just so happened to get the opportunity because they were in the right place, the right time. Yeah. But yeah. then you back up the history. You the know, they have there. a family member that just happened to live next door to the person that owns the label back home. And it's like, Lord Jesus, it's a fire and it's not even around me, but that's OK. You know, um, <laughs> things happen how they're supposed to, when they're supposed to. And exactly. everybody's paths are different, you know. Um, and so for me, I just I'm not just I'm not going to stop. I'm too I tell people all the time I'm too stubborn to stop and way too far from stupid to shut up. <laughs> um, and so I, um, 
I surround myself with those people and I learn from them and I get to hear their story and how they got their in. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I just get, I get all kinds of excited just getting to be in the presence of them, hearing their story. Cause yeah. then 90% of the time, what they do is they don't say, well, what's your story? They say, Oh, we get it right in the books. It's amazing. Sometimes, you know, how you just simply put, and these are published and, you know, big time people in the, in the yeah. industry, yeah. How, how you just simply listen. You don't say a word. Sometimes you speak the most volume when you simply be quiet. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. the doors of opportunity open when you simply have your mouth shut. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, a lot of but, people uh, don't realize too, like, you know, when you do have the things that look like an overnight success, you know, they put in year after year after year of year after of work. Oh yeah. And if you had to cut that side out, the luck part the, would not have happened. The connection would not have happened. So it, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, I remember a quote that said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. <laughs> See, I, I agree with that, but then I changed that word luck to blessed. Yeah. The harder I, work, I love that one. I'll keep using that one. Yes. You know, the harder I work, the more blessed I get. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. The more blessed I become because, you know, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. But mind you, again, we go back to steps. Yep. You've got to take them in order for God to say, okay, bam, 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 bam. You know, and you're not always going to get it right. You know, yeah. dad, yeah. if anybody, people, I go get coffee with people all the time because I love listening. My favorite part of a conversation, I can talk obviously, but <laughs> I love listening and I love hearing people's story, what makes them tick, how they got where they are, you know, Christian or not, man, dadgum, everybody's got a great story. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I tell people mine and they just jaw drop. You got involved with a sugar baby? Oh my gosh, <laughs> let me tell you. This goody, two, this goody two shoes of a person used to be a heathen and a half. Then I met Jesus. Now I'm only half of a heathen. I still ain't got it right completely, but I'm half of a heathen. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. so now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice and struggle side, let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few moments in your career so far that you're like, wow, that happened? Or wow, I got to do that. Some wow moments. A very first wow moment would be whenever I asked God, I said, Lord, because I wasn't really seeing any reaping of what I had sown into the countryside. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend of mine named Gabby uh, who did some writing writers rounds and booked and stuff downtown. Mm -hmm. And we had kind of come in contact a few times, not even really like hung out with each other. Right. But the one thing that I love doing is supporting. Sometimes I find myself supporting more than I do performing. And yeah. exciting. But she literally pulled me over to the side after I had just asked God that question. It was like not even five to ten seconds go by. She goes, Justin, I want to introduce you to someone. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't even like a well-known music person. It was just a friend of hers that got off a plane that was visiting that weekend. And she said, if anybody is a definition of a selfless, humble talented amazing human being it's this guy right here and what he does is amazing and it was like you know thank you god you know for that that uh clarification you know because there's a lot of amazing artists in this town you know yeah and the best way you can stick out i tell people i say if you want to impress somebody go be somebody else but if you want to impact somebody be yourself and yes because impressions are temporary impacts are eternal so when i take the stage or anywhere 
anything, a coffee conversation, this. I'm not, I'm not doing my best to impress you. I want to leave my mark. You know, exactly. yeah. what can I do to leave love in your brains? Exactly. That's how we feel. And, and you know, and you're talking about speaking of that God moment. I think one of my God moments for our show was a couple months in. I think COVID just happened not too long before this. Yeah. And I yeah. was frustrated wanting the show to go to the next level, wanting to get a little bit bigger guest on too. We, we like, we love the rising artists and we also love the big artists. We love both. So we want to be a combo of both. We do. And I remember asking God, are we even supposed to do this? I mean, you know, is this supposed to be what we do for our life right now? And I remember I'm frustrated. I'm almost ready to quit. And then, and it was like an hour later, I get an email from a PR company and who asked, said that we'd like to get six of our, of our artists on your show. And I'm scrolling through the get, the um, get artists. And one of them was Anna Christina Cash. And I'm like, no, I was like, I wonder if she's related to the Cash family. So I look her up. Oh, she's married to John Carter Cash. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we will take mm -hmm. all six. And I was like, can we do Anna first? Because I wasn't stupid. What if they didn't like the way we do our show? <laughs> you know, yeah, right. we got Anna. And that was kind of a game changer for our show because we got Anna on the show. And then Carlene Carter came. Then Jenny Gill came. Then um, Taylor Lynn came. Um and oh, Georgette Jones yes, came. Georgette so all of a sudden we started getting the Le legends kids on the show. Yeah. And that and that kind of proved that we're real. Yeah. And that came because of that thing where I was questioning are we even supposed to do the show? Right. See, you 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 went ahead and just said, you know, it I'm all about, you know, that that moment in the Bible when Jesus was sweating drops of blood, right? That stress, that so much anguish, but yet he still said, not my will be, your will be done. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I want to have that same mindset, even if God told me tomorrow, hey, I want you to put the guitar down and don't ever touch it again. Exactly. I want to be willing to sacrifice that guitar, knowing that he's got something better for me. Now, will it be hell? Heck yeah, it will be that gum. I've been married to this son of a gun and done some amazing things with it. But you know, if I can, if I can give that up, I can give up anything, and yeah. that means that means everything for me. And I will say one of my aha or wow moments also would be whenever I got asked to play the bluebird all because of my character. Wow! Ah, oh, wow! So. I was, yes. I, I had the person, uh, his name is Billy Lee. He came to me and said, man, you've got such a great character. You ever played the bluebird? And I was like, no, sir, I haven't. He goes, all right, great job, kid. Come wow. Message me a couple weeks later on, on Facebook. And this was last year uh, in January um, that I got to play the bluebird cafe for the first time. And now's your chance to play the Chris and Sandy show. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, tell everybody about the first song you're going to play, and then yes, the floor is yours. <sighs> the first song I'm going to play is not actually even released. Um, I, I actually wanted to uh, change things up a little bit, and uh, yeah. I, I, play, yeah. I play a lot of writer's rounds. And, uh, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this song has been well received recently just because I was writing it with two people on um, uh, Bree Carter and Joey D, both great writers and good friends of mine. And uh, they had 
you know, we got in a room and they said, okay, today we're writing for the artist. And apparently I was the artist. And I was like, oh, <laughs> snap, y'all are in trouble. So needless to say, I threw out this idea. And I was like, well, I got this idea called Seeing Things. And they fell in love with it. Now, Brie, Brie Carter, she is, <laughs> she is hilarious because anything I spit melodically out of my mouth, she jaw drops like she's about to just jump me. Right. <laughs> and, but she's a, a great artist as well. Awesome hard worker. But anyway, so I wrote this song. And every time we talk, when you going to cut our song? Man, you know yeah. everybody loves that song. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'll play that one for you. This is called Seeing Things. I knew there was something there I looked deep into those big brown eyes The answer to my every prayer Some people search a lifetime For what I see right here And it's more than just your beauty, babe Let me make it clear I'm seeing you and me On a back porch chilling out I see us down at the beach You know what I'm talking about Late night kissing, holding you, thinking maybe we're meant to be. Not sure what you're seeing yet, but I'm seeing things. Oh, so sexy, the way you swing those hips. And you know it don't take much for me to want to taste those lips. It's more than just your body, babe. More than a simple touch. You might think I'm crazy, but baby, I'm just in love. I'm seeing you and me on a back porch, chilling out. I see us down at the beach. You know what I'm talking about. Late night kissing, holding you, thinking maybe we're meant to be. Yeah. Not sure what you're seeing yet, but I'm seeing things. Ooh, I'm seeing things. Oh, yes, I'm seeing you and me on a back porch chilling out. I see us down at the beach. You know what I'm talking about. Late night kissing, holding you, thinking maybe we're meant to be. Yeah. Not sure what you're seeing yet. Oh, girl, I'm not sure what you're seeing yet, but I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. Oh, great job. Love, Love it. it. Great Love song, it. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You like that little line about my own my own self being in the in the song? Yeah. Ah, yes. I love it. So that love my it. buddy, my buddy Joey D, we got stuck on the second verse, and oh, we were just okay. like, "Might be a crazy," but I think. And the Joey D said, "Well, we're writing for the artist, right?" And so yeah, he goes, "What about baby? I'm just in love." And I just went, oh. <laughs> "It was a god. It was like a god mic second. Drop. Yeah, yeah, literally. The, <laughs> the whole rest of the retreat, I told people, I said, "Y'all ain't gonna touch what we." It was like, "Yep." <laughs> Don't get much better than writing for the artist than that. So yeah. exactly. Right. Now, as you know, a lot of people they see the artists, but they don't see the teams behind them. In our opinion, the teams never get they the love don't. they deserve. On our show, they do. So take yeah. a few moments. Tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, absolutely. First, the man upstairs, because I know he cares. Amen. 
Uh, oh, yeah. My dad is one of my, my family, obviously, and all together, but my dad is mm -hmm. one of my heroes, obviously, wow. and uh, he has never stopped believing in me, never pushed me to do music, you know, never, never made me feel like I had to, you know, yeah. it was always a willingness and, you know, he was always willing to teach whatever he could. And then next thing you know, I'm teaching him. So it was just a <laughs> Um, uh, my producer, Jason Wyatt, who has also been like a mentor to me, um, a guy named Keith Moore, who's with uh, Global Rising Song. Um, he, is, he was the one that kind of introduced me to Jason. Uh, a bunch of my amazing friends that like are in town. Chris Sly, Troy Castellano, John Cirillo, all my friends that are like just not just not just friends of mine, but and not just fans, but believe that, you know, not in just my talent, but how I want something said. And sometimes, yeah. like, I put in a video once when I was opening for Kathy Lee during quarantine. We opened up for her at uh, the 19 Miles to Music Row show, and I was playing oh, wow. mm -hmm. And I said, sometimes I thank God for people that make me sound smarter than I really am. I said, because <laughs> I write with. And I said, and one of those people is Troy Castellano. <laughs> so, because I'll say something, and he says, well, why don't we say it this way? Because it sounds better. I said, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. So, um so that would be, you know, just my fans, you know, I mean, if anything, I, I'm thankful for just any and everybody that I've touched, you know, I don't know everybody's names off the top of my head, but um, that would be my team and just the people that continue yeah. to believe yeah. in me and show up even to writer's rounds and tell me, what is your, the people that ask me, what is your story? Those are the ones I will say, oh my gosh, you, I I heart you. I don't like to use the love word a lot because that's why we launched this show is to tell people stories. Yes, we love yes. hearing the stories. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, so those are the moments that I get the the moment that I'm like, I made an impact. Now it's time to like push it all more. Let's go get coffee. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, so tell us about the TV show Claws and how did that happen? Yes. Oh man, again, another God thing, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Dad gum. Um so I got hired to simply put some guitar to this guy's melody. He sent me a work okay. tape. Wow. And my, yeah. His work tape was ridiculous. It was just his voice. And he mm -hmm. switched. He switched between in between keys on his melody. And I went, wait, oh. what was that? And so it was very confusing at first. So I said, can we just get on a Zoom call and, and hash this out? So he was in California and he just happened to be at that time, I didn't know an editor, uh, a film editor's assistant for the show. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And he hadn't heard much of my music yet. We hadn't even met face to face, Daggum. He came to Nashville. We hung out. We met. We were supposed to work on it in person. We didn't. He wanted to go play and party. And <laughs> he was writing a song about uh, yeah. Luke Bryan's bar, not <laughs> even knowing who Luke Bryan was. So oh, that was wow. hilarious. But uh, it's a great song. So I finally put some guitar to it over a Zoom. And I said, what do you think of this? He goes, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. He went and cut it at my buddy Troy Castellano's place in Columbia. And he had already pre-ordered my single. And then whenever it came out, he was blowing me up. He goes, oh, my gosh, this is the most amazing song. He will, he called me singing it. <laughs> and what was amazing about it is he got it overseas with uh, Natalie um, out with, uh, I think it's, Radio, 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 talk city. I don't know, whatever. Radio city or something like that, I think is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool because got on some radio stations over there and getting some real good recognition. And then people calling me from overseas, emailing me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Where did this come from? 
And I was like, Jesus, no. But um, my producer and all them that made the song what it was is why people fell in love with it. You know, we wow. took wow. we took and elevated that melody that I already had and just, you know, it was amazing. So Scott told me, he says, I, I would love to get this in my TV show. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I hadn't even heard of the show yet. Now, it wasn't one of my it wasn't one of my go to watches. I've caught up yeah. all the way now. I've caught up all the way now. <laughs> of course, yeah. And so uh, we were told. I think it's they just announced it two days ago, December twenty sixth. So right after Christmas, oh, okay. wow. we're going to be rolling out the fourth season. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, the day I. That's how, December twenty sixth. I'll be fourteen years sober. Yes. Oh, your soberversary. Yeah, soberversary. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, you know what? There's only two things I need to live with in this life: Jesus and Java. Amen. Uh, yes. Now, speaking of teens, we have a third co-host. Our little nine-year-old asked three questions. So Sandy's gonna go get him. And oh, come him on, on, bring her on. She is the next contestant. On him. Me and we've got a little daughter that's two and a half years old. That yeah. when she gets older. We'll be plugging her in the show too, so it'll be really cool. It'll be a family affair show. Oh, that's awesome! Oh but man, my, I'm all about this. Yeah, because again, you know, even though our guests may not be always family oriented, our show will always be family oriented. So, <laughs> I I love that man. That's really awesome. I'm all about family. You know, it definitely is a toll on me whenever my uh, whenever I think of times like this. Like I didn't see my family almost for like a year and a half. And it was like, heck, you know, because you know, I, I love uh, I love what I do, mm. but I also, you know, it's it's definitely a toll on my heart when I don't get to see my family. So I talk to my grandma and my dad and just about anybody I can almost every day. So what's up, man? What's your name? My name's Christopher. Hi, Justin. So what's your favorite foods? Oh, favorite foods. Hands down, man. He has the best questions. God, beautiful. I love it. Favorite food would have to be Chewy's chips and queso. Hands down. What's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, yeah? Any specific flavor? Uh, what kind? Pepperoni, sausage. Uh, uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. Oh, okay. So all three, all the above. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he loves pizza. <laughs> love it. So what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. <laughs> Favorite TV show would have to be, if I'm being honest, uh, The Office. Right. Hands down. Love Steve Carell. What about yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh man, love. I, I used to watch. I watched a ton of SpongeBob for a long time. So. And, and yeah. what's been cool is he watches a lot of your Nickelodeon Disney shows. So we've yeah. been, because we bring on artists and actors on the show he's we've been able to bring a lot of people from those his shows to come on the show for him to talk to look at you man way to go buddy who's your favorite character in spongebob very care spongebob patrick Ooh, oh my gosh i love patrick yes <laughs> love it yes yes so what's your favorite movie oh Favorite movie would probably, as much as people are going to be shocked, because I'm a very sensitive son of a gun, favorite movie would probably have to be a toss-up between Get Smart with Steve Carell or A Walk to Remember with uh, Mandy Moore. So wow. what about you, man? What's your favorite movie? Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, the, the Minions movie? Yeah, <laughs> that is a pretty good movie. I mean, I, I think yeah. it's quite a bit. I'm fascinated with anything that's mm -hmm. like graphic animation, like that. Really awesome yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, he loves them too. Oh yes, All love it. Ah, yes, bye. Thanks. <laughs> nice to meet you, buddy. Have a great one. Yeah, he loves to be on the show, and we love to have him on because again, you know, we are a family affair show. So. Oh, I love yes. it. No, absolutely. That was just as exciting as you asking me about the hard times. <laughs> okay, so what are some sources of inspiration for you? Sources of inspiration. Well, I like to tell people that a lot of my uh, my life revolves around hassles and heartbreaks. You know, a lot of people come to me, a yeah. lot of people come to me for advice. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes I give it, but ninety percent of the time, all I do is just simply listen to their conversation. And you're probably like, "Be careful what you say because it may mm. end up in a song." Well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. So if I if I've got to give you a song that that actually happened on, my friend, um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. So the hassles and heartbreaks. Whether the way I think of it is, it's it's a it's a rotating wheel for me, intertwined. Um, whether it's the hassles of others and the heartbreaks of my own, or the heartbreaks of others and the hassles of my own. You know, oh. I deal with it on the daily in some form or fashion. Somebody it never ceases to fail needs some type of pick me up. And I love that they do that. Like they come to me for it, you know, and um, that is some of my biggest inspiration right there is knowing that, you know, I can use sadness to a certain degree to bring a positive vibe, you know, oh, yeah. exactly. Someone uh, told me a long time ago that there's nothing wrong with sad songs. And at first I was like, bull corn, you know, that's, that's like, like they're bull relatable. Corn. We that's like one of our favorite it. songs is that um the set what song is that when it's oh which really cool. that sort of turns it yeah. around that bad day yeah song. the bad yeah, day that song you had a bad day because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like it's a sad song but yet at the same time they put upbeat music yeah <laughs> exactly yeah true. and i think there's a positivity to take from anything that that could be considered negative right yeah mm -hmm. the bible says what you know god takes the foolish things to, to confound the wise and sometimes i believe that sadness can be turned to happiness with simply just the beat you know oh, the yeah. melody um yeah. and so i love being able to take melancholy and sad driven thoughts and putting my melody to it. And sometimes even people tell me, it's like, your melody was so deep, but I don't know why I just got so happy. You know, and it's like, well, I don't know either, but praise God, it worked, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, and and so you know, a lot speaking of, my, of songs, let's hear your second song. Oh, yes. Oh, my second song. Well, how, how, let me ask you a question. What would, what would you like to hear? Would you like to hear one that's already released or would you like to hear one that is not released you, you you tell me i'm i'm i love doing things like this. i'll put the, you on the spot how about the song that you were just mentioning a while ago that you said that you had a story with oh Did how's you? your heart lately okay oh yes love to hear it all right well can i tell you the story first so yeah, sure, sure please story. do story time um the girl that inspired this song her name is uh her name is Chelsea. She's a great artist in town. Um, yeah. Great, great friend of mine. Um, and she had just gone through a really rough breakup. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I obviously do what I do best. Oh, well, you want to talk about it? If not, it's okay. Just know I'm here if you ever need somebody. And yeah. so we got together over a phone conversation. And, you know, she was just telling me about, you know, it's just so awful and whatnot. Well, a couple of days went by and I decided to check on her, but not in the most usual typical way it was more unusual so instead of asking her how she was feeling if she was okay i asked her 
how's your heart lately? And oh, she wow. came back without missing a beat, which is why I wrote this song. She goes, oh, wow. Wow, yeah. seems to be in pieces, but at least it's still beating. And I went, Ooh. Yeah. Oh. that's a song. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Song. So I wrote this with my friend, Erica Latza. And uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of it. If I ask you how's your heart, would you say it's barely beating? Have you put it back together? Or is it still in pieces? Is it sleeping in the bed pressed up to someone else's chest? Hanging on to hope or letting go of things you still regrets? Did you give another piece away to fill an empty space? Is it gonna be gone forever or will it someday be replaced? Is it stuck wanting more, more than being just somebody else's baby? I gotta know, how's your heart lately? Has it ever been in love? So many times it's jaded. Is it filled with overwhelming joy and you just can't contain it? Or is it an open book for all to read? Do you wear it on your sleeve? Did you put the lock back on it and throw away the key? Did you give another piece away to fill an empty space? Is it gonna be gone forever or can it be replaced? Is it stuck wanting more, more than just being someone else's baby? I gotta know, how's your heart lately? Did you give another piece away to fill an empty space? Is it gone forever or will it be replaced? Is it stuff wanting more, more than just being someone else's baby? I gotta know, oh girl. Please let me know, how's your heart lay? I love it. That's a powerful song. It is. We got Thank you, man. There. Yeah. Holy Ghost jiggle bumps when we were writing that. <laughs> Uh, what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Making the most of my impact. You know, I don't want to impress people because impressions don't last. Impacts do. And, uh, you know, knowing that.
even if it's through a conversation like this right here or with my guitar or without it, that I did my dadgum best to live my life knowing that, you know, the man upstairs gave me a talent and a gift. I want to share it. I don't want to abuse it, but I also don't want to do it for my glory. I want to do it for him. And I want to leave my mark knowing that, you know, it's not about me. It's all about him. And I'm thankful to be, to be here still doing what I do, even though I have a day job, you know, yeah. and uh, it, it, it feels what I love doing and getting to put out songs, you know, so. Yeah, I want to leave the most of my impact. I want to spread love to the north, south, east, and west. L-O-V-E. Everybody get a piece of me. There you go. (laughs) And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I love the heck out of them. Um, Fans and followers, man. Um, I think I was telling Chris earlier, you know, there's something on your website that I agreed with completely. Don't let go of your vision until you know it's over. Because it will eat you inside. So I will steal that from you guys, even though the Bible says thou shalt not steal. I will take for a moment. uh, (laughs) You'll borrow. I will borrow. I can't give it back. It's words. But uh, (laughs) yeah, that that would be what that would be what I want to say to my fans. You know, thank you so much for all the support and know that, you know, you choosing to listen and be present whether it's online or, you know, in person and just being there is just as exciting for me. And, you know, may not enjoy every song that comes out, but whenever you do, I appreciate it. And you ever have feedback, I'm all ears. I love y'all. I love that. So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? I got mine, Dadgum. I'd love (laughs) to collaborate with Keith Urban. Number one. Number two, I'd love to collaborate with Chris Daughtry. And number three, I'd love to collaborate with Blake Shelton. Oh, yes. Blake Shelton's one one of my dream. I've got a few dream guests. guests. Blake Shelton's one of them. You know, because we've had a lot of friends come on the show that's been on Team Blake. And I always ask them, "Is, is Blake the same as what you see on camera? And every single person has told me he is. I he, he says when the camera's not rolling, he ain't. He doesn't change. I love that. I love that so much that that's what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that's the best way that you can impact someone. You know, whether the camera's on or off, you're still the same. Whether you're on the stage or off, you're still the same. You know, yeah. and uh, whether you're whether you're a billionaire or you're a a hundred air, you're still the same. And that's like with our show, you know, we've made a pact together that, you know what, it doesn't matter if an artist is just rising or an artist is a Blake Shelton. We're going to treat them the exact same when they're on our show. We're going to ask this because I had somebody tell me, oh, you know, are we going to change the questions? And there might be some change because of course there there are different levels, but for the most part, we're going to treat both sides the same because the goal is not to get that. It's not how they live. It's to get their life story. It's their story. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I love that because I mean, you know, I love it when people ask me, says, are you, you gotten a Grammy yet? I said, I've had a Grammy <laughs> for 60 plus years. And I got one that talks to me more than collects dust on the shelf. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that. So what's a song you've heard? There's probably, and, and there's probably a thousand answers to this one, but just think of the first mm-hmm. thing that kind of pops in here. But what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? 
If I'm being honest, Dag, um, there's two of them. There's When God Whispered Your Name by Keith Urban, but honestly, oh, one wow. of my favorite songs because of the simplicity of the idea and how small the subject is, Honeybee by Blake Shaw. Oh, wow. oh yes. That's, that's a great a good one. one. Yeah. You go listen to that, that song. Man. You think of all that, and it's I'll Be Your Honeybee. I hope about that dang little thing. Man, dynamite comes in small packages, and honeybees hurt. But I guess in yeah. that sense, it felt good. So I wished I would have wrote right. that song. I can I can jam that song just about any daggum time. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Love that. What about you guys? If you could, if you could, if you could have wrote any song, if you could have, you know, had the opportunity to have that, what would you say yours would be, daggum? Let's let's turn the table, daggum. <laughs> There's so here. many heavy oh, songs so many. out there. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I've never really thought of it because we yes. write. We just, you know, we do. And we, we write do lyrics. Write. Yes, we write right. lyrics. In I've fact, been doing that since um, or I have a set of lyrics that I think would be perfect for you yes. if you don't mind us emailing it to you. Yes. Oh, absolutely, man. I I had a Q and A with Michael Knox one time, Jason Aldean's producer. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I will say in 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 the end of all this, you know, the bottom line is yeah. I'm an artist. So my name doesn't have to be on every song. And I got that mindset because of Jason Aldean's producer. He said, Jason Aldean got sent like 6,000 songs for a few of his records back. And he was also on the bus on tour writing for his stuff. And they narrowed down the 6,000 to I think like 39. And then he gave them to Jason and said, okay, pick some of these. And then also whatever you're writing, put it on there. I said, okay. He says, pick 14. He didn't pick any of the songs he was writing. And oh, so wow. Michael walked up to him and said, why didn't you pick at least one of your songs? He goes, mm-hmm. someone said it better. He goes, Ooh, I get to take the time by singing it, so why not give them the credit? And I was like, oh, hands that's to the down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Man, I loved that. So that's been my yeah. mindset ever since. I'm an artist. And if I believe in the song that somebody sends me, sends me and, you know, I feel it, then why not do it, daggum? And, you know, this gave me time to think, but one of the songs yes. I would have loved to have written would be Miranda Lambert's Automatic, because it brings you oh. back. Oh, that is a great yes. one. Because, that's a great again, again, we'll never can go back to those times, but that's one of them songs you're like, wow, it was just such simpler times that we live in today. Uh, yes, I've got my answer now to Don Henley, End of the Innocence. I just, that's one Ooh. of my all-time favorite songs. It's so powerful. Yes. I love that one. Uh, oh fine. my gosh, Don Henley, hands down. I I agree, man. Every so Amazing. often, like I was at a, I was at a writers round the other night, and I heard mm-hmm. someone pop off a Peter Gabriel tune, and I went, Oh wow! <laughs> right at the end, and I was like, This yeah. is, this is what I'm talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know uh, so I mean, it's it's I love that. And, now, if we and, go Christian, I would love to have written "You Say" by Lauren Dago. I would love to have written Jesus by Chris Tomlin. That'd be a good one. Because good. believe it or not, whenever that song came out, I was, I don't like to say the word love. So I was madly in like with this girl and this same girl, not too long ago, like before, before that took place, she was holding my hand. And then she said, well, I like you, but I like somebody else more. I'm like, like hold my hand, you ain't Jesus. You know? And so, uh, that song really got me through a lot of stuff. That one or his song, uh, Sovereign. If you haven't heard it, that's just a beautiful oh, wow. worship song. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you know, it's it. funny. My my One of the songs that when I'm down about like if 
they like I feel like I, I'm trying to get through another mountain type thing. It's like they keep coming. There's one song that I is my go-to song for yeah. that, and that's Miley Cyrus's Decline. The climb. Oh, oh yes. A dead one. I agree. And what's amazing, I will say, is I wrote I got in the writing room once with my buddy John Cirillo and Craig Lackey, and we were writing a song called Went Looking for Me that my cousin inspired the title. She goes, I found you when I went looking for me. And I said, Oh, my wow. good glorious God of Ooh. heaven and earth, things under the earth, that everything shall yeah. confess Jesus Christ is Lord. So she gave me that, and we were trying to find this specific line that made sense but was different and mm -hmm. I, I i spitball a lot when i'm in the room i usually chew i was telling someone else this recently i chew on melodies and music those are my m&ms i chew on usually wow. in a room yeah. lyricists you know and these guys have been writing for a long time and i simply just said hey guys you know they're like we had we had we had a right before the hook and it was you know funny how when you stop climbing you fall right where you're supposed to be Mm. And I went, I, for the longest time, it didn't even click on how good it was. You know, I listened yeah. to that song and then one day it just hit. And I was like, you know, even whenever you fall, it's where you were, where you were supposed to fall. Pretty amazing. You know, huh. crazy. Love that. Just getting back up. <coughs> I so, love that what's, song. so what's next for you? Mm. Well, <laughs> probably getting more coffee because I'm about empty. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've got. Honestly, we were we were planning on putting out another single, but next week is my birthday, and I'm gonna be oh my gosh hitting another daggum year of more whiskers. But um, we were gonna. Put I out just hit fifty. Single. Yes, uh, he just. Oh, well, congratulations! Happy birthday! Yeah. You know? Um, I uh, we was we was planning on going into the studio and releasing another song, but this one's so energetic, and I mean, I won't play it without having a drummer or some sort of percussionist oh, because okay. it does yeah, not work. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. we're probably just going to hold off and maybe find the perfect <laughs> holiday single to put out. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But then we've got, we've got stuff in the works for like, you know, an EP where it talks about an EP and like stuff that I've released so far. And, you know, if anything, it's going to be making sure that I keep up with this season four of Claws as well, because it may huh. inspire their exactly. daggum song. Yeah. Yeah. So as we close out here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special and they feel called to this. Um, what advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them in the next few years? Oh, man. Fun fact. I have that specific person. Oh, wow. And yeah, believe it or not, they inspired. I want to. But <laughs> what's amazing is I dubbed this person in Nashville as the queen of vulnerability. And the reason I say that is because every lyric that comes out of her mouth, you feel it. Wow. And so my encouragement to her has always been, it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. It matters about the ones that are there. Yep. You know, yes. they showed up and they should be treated just as important as the ones that chose to not even show up in her mm -hmm. over at like a Blake Shelton concert. Yeah. You give them 110% of your passion mm -hmm. and you be real with them, you're going to win them for life. And you can't go wrong with that. Mm. Love that. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. Yes. 
They can find me right here. In the, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the best way people can find me is, yeah, the, the easiest and simplest. Just go to my website, justinlovemusic.com. It's all right there. Everything. You can follow me on all my social medias and check out the music and stay up to date with what's going on with Chris and Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Definitely love that. And you've yeah. been a hoot to, to chat yeah, with this today. Yeah, this was fun. We really we enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. And we look forward to having you back down the road. We do. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and it's been a pleasure as well. Thank you, Sherry Cranford, for hooking me up with these people. <laughs> yes, yep. thanks to Sherry. We love have her. Have a great day. Yes, have a good one. Have a good one. Thank, Thank you. you so much.